It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to episode number 20. Hard to believe all the way to number 20, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. Uh, Stevie, listen, it's been plenty of guests and a lot of insight, but the people have spoken and the people want to hear from you. You are the people's champion. Thank you. Like, the guests have been great and they like to hear my little interject, but it is your book. It is your show. It is your platform. And today, you are the guest on your own podcast. How about that? How about, it's a one-man show. What an honor. You know, it's just, like in business, you need to listen to your clientele. Yes. And a lot of the feedback we got was, hey, listen, you have great guests. Mm -hmm. You have a great guy that's steering the show. Sure, thanks. But how about hearing some more from you? You know, why the book? Why the podcast? What State of the Union type stuff? So today so, will be just that. It's just you and me, brother. Today will be Steve explaining why the book, how all this works, and you get what you ask for. They all enjoyed the guests. Some guests, certainly they enjoyed in different ways than others, but everyone's been insightful and informative. But it is time for you to be the guy who just now shares all of what all this is about. And you know that I'm a shy guy. So this yes. is this is a very... Very difficult moment. For it's gonna me. be it's gonna be very difficult to get, see if I can get through it and try to get answers out of you. Got a sweaty palm thing to, going. So we can get you to talk a little bit. Come on, you show a little bit. You know, you laugh, but if you go back and listen to episode one, you were a different guy in episode what? one, really, than you were in episode okay. five. Kenny knows. Kenny agrees completely. Ken Levicka voice okay. the FAULs. Yes, yeah, you've come a long way, Steve. Thank I gotta you. say, I, you realize it or not? Go back and listen. I appreciate that. You know what? I will. That that would be good homework. For you today. are comfortable now in a way that you weren't then. So now the show is yours. The stage is yours. I'll put it to you like this. It's like Tom Hanks and Castaway. You're on the island. You are Hanks. There's, it's your show, baby. Wilson! I'm going to, you're going to find me the, the volleyball here in a couple of minutes. But as of right now, it is you on that island. Best you are Tom Hanks. Thank you. It's, uh, really been a great journey. And as they say, when you do something and you practice, you get better at it. So, I'm not surprised to hear, and I'm happy to hear, that after 20, I'm a little bit more comfortable. You keep and, getting more comfortable, and you keep getting better. But if you go back to one, you weren't this easy with yourself. Well, you know, even the speaking that I do, the first time I got up in front of a group, I was not as comfortable as I am today. So Who I, is? I feel really comfortable about the content. I feel really, really strong about what we're offering and what we're providing the feedback is so great mm -hmm. still to this day when someone stops me and says, hey, I just binged all of your uh, podcasts. Podcast. You know, it's great. I mean, you know, it's uh, an indication of what's happening in this economy. Uh -huh. You know, you can create your own stage. You yes, know, you can. And the audience will tell you if there's value in it or not. Yes, they will. You know, it's not up to me. I'm doing it mm -hmm. because all of those tools are available to you me. You try to give the people what they want, but if you can dictate to them what they want, if you can tell them what they want, even better. Um, not, so, not so much. I mean, listening. No, but I'm saying like Apple, the genius of Apple and Steve True. Jobs was oh, yes. when, 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 they, when they told you what it was you wanted. Wow. And they go, oh, by the way, we've created this for you. 
That was a shift in the paradigm. Wow, tr- tremendously so. I mean, they changed behavior. Right. I think I'm a student of the game. I'm looking at all of the things that are available to sales professionals, and I'm providing my perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the cool things about where we are is that this is what works for me. People who are listening and paying attention to my social media and to the podcast and to the book are taking bits and pieces and then commenting this worked for me. This didn't work for me. Uh, Shay, who is behind the camera always, we, we got a review. He's the uh, director of Get It Done. Get It Done, making it happen. We, we got a review this week from somebody I didn't know who um, on the book said, hey, I was on the plane. I met another entrepreneur who recommended that I buy Steve Noodleberg's book. Mm-hmm. This lady bought the book. What's the name of that book again? Confessions of a Serial Salesman. What's the name of this podcast again? Confessions of a Serial it's Salesman. funny how they work in concert. It's almost like the Walt Disney model. We've built extensions. Yes. Hence why this Friday we're doing Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the boot camp. That's exactly right. We're going to come, cool. People are going to have a chance to attend in person yeah. a breakfast event that goes into lunch where you can listen and learn and network and connect and change the course of your own future. And we're so, going to so get, let me finish this point. Yeah, so please. I, get, I get this five-star review from a single mom who said, I bought the book with low expectations. I mean, you can go to Amazon and see it. It's yeah. on there. I bought it with low expectations. I was highly impressed, really love everything about it, but I don't agree with the author on five to eight All right. and eight to five because I'm a single mother and work balance and right. whatever, but I would highly recommend the book for anybody, uh-huh. which to me was great. Because what she did was she analyzed what I had to offer right. and said, works for me, doesn't work for me. Does, right. you know? And that's really what great learning is about. Don't spoon, get spoon-fed and go, okay, this is what it is. There's so much great information out there now. Yeah. The Internet is just this huge library, if you will. So it's great. It's been a, an unbelievable ride. And we accidentally got in the conversation about comfort levels, um, about you, because you said, here we are at 20, I'm a shy guy. In episode one, you are a little bit learning this thing. For me, and and you're the expert on it, not me, but to me, comfort is everything as far as speaking with people and to people, being comfortable with the product, the services that you are, in fact, selling. When people are comfortable, they can do anything. And when they're not comfortable, they can't do nothing. That is an awesome comment. And here's where I'll take the comment. So we talk worse to ourselves then we would ever allow anybody to talk to us. That's a great point. So that comfort level really is bullshit. It's like, okay, I'm off today, but I can't let you know, know that. I need to be always reinforcing my own confidence because if I'm not confident, how are you going to buy anything from me or right. listen to anything I say? Right. So it really comes down to looking yourself in the mirror and saying, all right, I'm uncomfortable now and uncomfortable to me means those butterflies Mm -hmm. are about i'm about to learn something right this is something coming at you that you're uncomfortable good embrace it get your arms around it and learn from it so what's the worst that can happen you can fail and a lot of people talk about failure as a real negative and you've heard me talk failure is not a negative failure is part of success it's an unbelievable part of success because that's where all the good stuff comes from wow i did this i touched the iron the iron hurt I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Don't we learn more from doing things wrong than totally. we do from doing it right? Totally. You know, so but putting yourself in a position where you are able to fail 
is the only way to learn. And that's where that confidence, comfort level, all that kind of stuff. So for me, at this point in my life, after the last couple of years, changing my career from you know owning an agency, having lots of people around me, lots of support, all of the things that I did for most of my career to saying I'm going to flip that model inside out and just speak, train, and then do what I call network as a service, theoretically by myself, is such a change that most people aren't willing to do that. You stepped outside of your comfort level, your comfort zone, and then got comfortable in that process, so now it all works. And one of the things that I think is great when I stand up in front of a group of people or I speak like this, I go, I am far from perfect, Mm. right? I have more fear and more doubt than anybody. I've just learned the skill sets to recognize it and go, all right, this feeling sucks. How am I going to get out of it? And what do I do to get myself out of that feeling? Because what I learned, which was so tremendous, is that the top 5% of professionals in any all have fear and doubt. Mm -hmm. Guys who are going from the minors to the majors right now, oh, my God, I'm going to go to the majors. And and vice versa. How the hell am I going to hit a (laughs) 90-mile-an-hour fastball? So – I think understanding that fear and doubt are part of it and understanding that you're building a toolbox is really all I've done. And I've been able to share what's worked for me. And to this day, there's been no better reward than when someone says to me, and and now it's happening a lot because people reach out to me and they go, hey, I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing without you blazing that trail. And there's a couple of people recently who have done videos, one for the first time, a guy named Brian Breen. Mm said, dude, I don't know how to do this. Will you spend a few minutes with me kind of sharing your journey? And I give him those few minutes. That's great. He's doing it, so it's pretty cool. Today's episode, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, is episode 20. And to mark the milestone, Steve himself, the author, the host, the trainer, the coach, he is his own guest on his own podcast. Very meta today. But we're having an overall conversation on the state of sales, and let's begin with something called soft skills. Not everyone knows what soft skills are, and I know that you do. So what, what I find that most training is about hard skills, technical skills. Uh, here's everything I need to know about my product. Here's how I know how to you know, use the product. Here's how I know how to sell the product. Mm-hmm. Soft skills, which statistically right now are some of the most important things in the workplace that people don't understand, the number one soft skill that's so irrelevant is attitude. You cannot teach attitude. Mm. If you have a bad attitude, the whole thing falls apart. Amen. So understanding that you control your attitude and knowing that that's a soft skill, I would much prefer to hire and work with people with a great attitude as opposed to people who have great skill sets. I can teach the skills. I can get the skills. You can learn the skills you got to come prepared for success. And so attitude is something that you can get better at, but if you don't have it, you got to walk away. I mean, it's really, you know, and I've seen that people who have a bad attitude, people who look at the glass half empty Mm -hmm. or the glass half full. I'd say, Hey, I'm grateful to have the glass. That's right. There's something in it. Great. You know, so, so that first skill, and then there's a list of five of them that I work with people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. In this universe, need to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. And when people say, well, I just don't do that well, well, you're self-fulfilling. You know, you can, huh. you know, anything you want to do in this life, you can do if you figure out what you're willing to give up to get it. 
Right. And that's the big challenge. Should you know? people focus on the things, you know, we have strengths and weaknesses. There's a culture. We, we record this at ESPN West Palm, part of the Good Karma Brands family. They don't find the weaknesses and try and build those. They focus on the strengths and build and work around that. Is your philosophy similar? It sounds like that's a soft skill mindset. It's a soft skill mindset. It's that, you know, focus on how do I do what I do because that becomes your differentiating factor. That's what people ultimately buy, not the product or service because we live in a totally commoditized world where just about anything you can think of, you can buy from somebody else. You can buy followers on social media. Yeah, it's crazy. So ultimately the point of differentiation is, what is the recipe that makes you Josh? Mm-hmm. You know, and being okay with some, with understanding that there will be some people who don't like Josh. Mm, lots of them. Amen. Bring them on. Yeah. You know, and there's lots of people who don't like Steve Noodleberg. But I bet they respect you. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm willing to deal with it because it gets me closer to the people who do know me, like me, and respect me. And that's where my business comes from. That's where my philosophy is. So I think focusing on soft skills, problem solving, communicating, all of those kind of things, which, you know, there's no book or maybe there is a book. Is, is maybe that why, that's another, another book. Is, is that why people overlook it? You believe I do. They, I think they do because they, there's not a, there's not a mathematical equation. It's not an Ikea directions to put together this coffee table. Well, there are personality tests, disc and all those kind uh-huh. of things, but nothing that really hones in on, wow, this is really important to be successful in life and in the workplace. Yep. So, you know, ultimately when you make people feel better, that comes from <laughs> attitude, being able to communicate all of those kind of things. Right. So it's something I just recently did a presentation to um, all the high schools um, that JA junior achievement is involved yeah, in. Yeah. So they did an online webinar and asked me to come in and speak about teamwork yeah. and soft skills. Right. And the reaction I got from those kids was amazing because they were like, wow, no one ever told us to focus on that. Huh. You know, they were like, I went to school. I'm an accountant. I know how to do the math. You know, well, so what? <laughs> lots of people yeah. know how to do the lots math. Lots of people know how to do the math. I hear all the time yeah. from people that go, oh, my son, he knows every stat. He knows every, he's a baseball fanatic. It's sports. He knows every statistic. I said, that's great. None of it matters. But if he can't never communicate, if he can't communicate, Correct. You know, Correct. Then, then all of that information yeah. goes to the waste. You know what else knows of the information? Google. Yeah. And every, <laughs> and every app on every phone, you got it. Uh, we mentioned social media earlier and the fact you could buy followers. You know, everything is commoditized these days. And you mentioned about the importance of communication. And people go, well, I don't really do that. So let's talk about the influence of social media in this new age, if you will, of the conversation on the state of sales in 2018. So I had an amazing time last Wednesday here at ESPN in Palm Beach working with the team. And I stand up in front of any group, small or large, and I'm fortunate to you know, have a, a nice steady flow of, of that kind of work. And I asked them a question. How many of you are on LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. Just about everybody raises their hand. Mm-hmm. Then I asked them, how many of you actually know how to use LinkedIn? Nobody raises really? their hand. Really? And statistically, and Shay will validate this across the country, big or small room, 90% of salespeople don't know how to use the most unbelievable tool that's ever been delivered. Why, to why is it the most unbelievable tool? So we live in a world of unbelievable transparency. Yep. So could you imagine if all of the people that you wanted to know showed up at an event with everything about them 
On their forehead. On their forehead. <laughs> Hi, my name is so-and-so. Here's where I went to school. Here's the charities I like. Here's everything. Boom, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Yep. Wow. You know, I have the opportunity to connect with you on so many levels not to sell you, to realistically and authentically connect. Connect with you. And that's where I think salespeople go wrong is they go right into the, they jump in the pool and they go, all right, I'm connected with you. I want to sell you. They're not willing to have the patience to engage. And in order to engage, you need to be able to communicate. Communicate to people who you are, what you are. Here's one of the other soft skills, curiosity. You know, I'm just curious about how you got to be the president or how you got to be a broadcaster. Where did you go to school? Who did you know? Who did you, who helped you along the way? What are the great lessons you've learned? And social media is all about storytelling and so the reality is, is that if you're not willing to be patient, which again, that's a soft skill. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to be patient. I got. Can you in- learn soft skills? Because um, again, it ties almost into the attitude, doesn't it? If you have a bad attitude, either change your attitude or find something else. Get get a job in a factory. So, so <laughs> and I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, I think one of the greatest parts about um, the the internet in general is that it's a big learning pool. So the opportunity is to look at what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I suggest to people is just pick the people that you like on and follow them. Right. Watch what they do. See how they do it. Uh, Gary Vee is a popular one now, millions of followers, but he does stuff and has been doing stuff for years. And so he talks about how he did it. And he didn't do it overnight. Mm-hmm. He didn't jump in the pool and go, I'm an Olympic swimmer. Yeah. Right? He jumped in the pool and did the same thing every single day, which was engage and offer great value, which, again, if I offer value every day, people will come to me. So, you know the movie? You're the movie guy. If you build it, they will come. They will come. Yep. And you know what? Social media is the perfect example of, and I try and use analogies that people will understand. Mm-hmm. So picture in your mind a 24-hour-a-day networking event. You've been to a chamber event or a business development event where people are just mingling around. That's social media. That's social media. You can pop in when you want. You can pop out, but you can find out. These people are telling you where they went to school. They are telling you the charities that they like, the the, the, the bands that they like. They're giving. They're offering up all this information saying, here's how you can learn about me and what we do and how I do it. There's so much. It's a head start on everything you ever wanted. And then the most powerful part of LinkedIn specifically, because each of the social media channels work independent of right. each other. They and, should have, be, and should be used differently. Correct. So they all have different mores and uh, you know, certain yes. you know, etiquette on each of yes. them. Yes. But the reality is, is that they're all open platforms to engage. Mm-hmm. And so the coolest thing about LinkedIn is, is that I know you, but I don't know who you know. Mm-hmm. And LinkedIn, they have opened the door to allow me to see or to connect with people you know and there's no better way to meet new people than be introduced by somebody who is a mutual contact. That's right. And so when we unlock the key to that draw for people, that's where the real meat and potatoes are. Is like, listen, you can knock on my door all day long, but I may or may not get back to you. Mm-hmm. If you call me and say, hey, Steve, I want you to meet Ken, yep. I'm meeting Ken. Right. You know, So it's just that simple. And that's happening at very, very, very high levels and is breaking through the clutter and is making older salespeople, people who are more mature salespeople who are not 
developing social media uh-huh. at risk. Right. Because someone who's a relationship developer is jumping in, developing relationships. Either change, be the change or die. Right. So it's, it's fascinating because when we get in and do a 90-day program for somebody, yeah. it is physically impossible for you to not do better if you follow the roadmap. It's physically impossible. It's not like, hey, try this and try that. I've already tried it all <laughs> and continue to try it. Yeah. In all of my career, I've tried it. I have never found a better rhythm or a better system on and I think uh, Jim Rohn is the one, uh, a famous writer, who, who had a thing that the best thing about selling is that you're selling to people, mm-hmm. and there's always someone else to talk there's to. There's always somebody else to talk to. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So why the book, then? The book is Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the 27 Rules, right, for influencers yep. and leaders that will change your life and business. We got this podcast. There's going to be the boot camp on March 30th, as we're going to give details on to follow. But why the book in the first place? So a lot of what I was seeing happening in the sales environment didn't, didn't jive with me. It didn't make sense. I go, people were not really building process. They were building tactics. Here's the book, go do this. And, you know, I wanted to show people my process. Number one, which is all the book is, is my process. Uh These are the 27 rules that I use to keep my sanity. (laughs) Um, My older son wrote the foreword on purpose because he lived in those rules. It was a discipline about how we respect ourselves, and this is how we show up. This is what it, it takes to be a Noodleberg, and we put that and pass that down to Jake, and then this was the, the, the cruncher. He's in a conversation with somebody, and uh, they said to me, what kind of legacy are you leaving? Mm. And I said, uh, I don't know. I think I'm pretty well liked, and you know, I do a lot for charity, and I don't know. I think overall I've left a pretty good legacy, and they go, who would know, number one? And number two is, would your grandson know? Right. And I was yeah. like, yeah. wham, bam. You know, that for me, the number one reason to write the book was to leave a, a legacy for my grandson to look mm. and say, wow, this was my granddad. This is who he is. And my grandfather was the best salesperson I've ever met. Really? I learned more from that human being than I've learned from anybody. I still, to this day, when I get up and get dressed in my dressing room, I have his picture there. If he wasn't your grandfather, you feel the same way. Oh, totally. You can separate that bias. To such a degree that um, I got asked to write a, a chapter in a book called Standing O. And Dick Vermeil is, uh, is doing the foreword of that book. And lots of athletes, lots of great entrepreneurs. Uh, Jesse Itzler is writing in that book. Sarah Blakely, uh, who is Spanx. Um, Carl Banks, the Giants. Uh, Dick yeah. Cavalli- Cavalia, uh, who was the Yankee strength coach. There's a hundred entrepreneurs who are writing a story about who in their life they would give a standing O to. Mm-hmm. I wrote the story about my grandfather because my grandfather busted my balls. He was old school. Yeah. And he said, every time I knock you down, when you get up, you'll be stronger. Yeah. And not only did he do it to me, I did it to the people that work for me and I did it with love, you know, but I made it difficult because I wasn't their friend. I'm here to make you better. I brought that philosophy to my training. I, I, listen, I want you to know me, like me, respect me. Let's go out for beers. But at the end of the day, my responsibility is not to be your friend. Yep. It's to make you better. Right. And that, to me, it was a is my gift. That's what I'm capable of doing. And I'm having the time of my life doing it. 
So the rewards are unbelievable. And people call and say, dude, man, you did it. You made me better. And that's why the book is the basis of the platform, which led to the podcast. Now, why the podcast? So I know um, it's immediate. I know it's changing each week. And I know, but but why the podcast? One of the things we talk about in uh, a lot of our trainings is that everybody is media. So everyone is your media. Yep. You know, uh, people didn't realize that. So when I tell them, I use the analogy, if I gave you a commercial to put on any of the traditional media platforms mm-hmm. for you to broadcast your message, would that be a good thing for your business? Oh, absolutely. That's great. When, when, are you going to do that? Can I get a radio commercial? Can mm-hmm. I get a TV commercial? I go, well, that's what social media is. Social media is a broadcast channel that allows you to program it and put what you think you want on there. That's right. Now, if you put shit into the channel, mm-hmm. nobody's going to follow you. Mm-hmm. You have to put good, solid content out, something that makes people want to follow you. So I do that. The podcast is a good, real way for people to hear my voice and to learn through the other entrepreneurs that I've been fortunate to work with and still work with. And then, candidly, teaming up with you who have such an unbelievable um, grasp of the sales vernacular and, and world. When we first met, yeah. I didn't really know who you were. You no. were a personality. Right. We got to know each other, and you yes. were asking me questions. And You are legitimately involved in these dialogues, and these dialogues don't only happen here. These dialogues for you and me are happening about how we're going to build, who we're going to connect, what yep. do we do. Sure. And uh, you and your own social media platforms are great. You're fun to watch. You offer value. And so when I tell people, I go, you watch Netflix? What, what do you like? Mm-hmm. Right? You like Game of Thrones? You like, you know, Homeland? No, I don't. Or yes, I do. Well, you've made a choice as to what content you want to digest. It's the same thing in social media. And so my... Doesn't everyone have to create content to be not only establish their brand, but to be memorable, relatable, and in some way likable? So what an awesome question for me, because that's where most people get stumped. They go... I'm not creative. I don't really know how to create. And Gary V nailed it in one sentence. And his sentence was, document, don't create. So all I'm doing is documenting. I'm documenting my journey, where I go, when I go there, what's happening, mm-hmm. who I'm talking to, and what value I'm leaving behind. And then I'm allowing other people to comment and validate on it. So the, the final piece of social media and why it's so relevant is, I ask most people, would you just land in any town and go to a hotel or a restaurant without checking Yelp? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Most people are used to saying, well, let me hear what other people are saying about it. And people that you like and trust. Right. Well, social media for Mm. salespeople is that. Yep. This guy walked in here and told me a whole line of stuff, right? In the old days, and this freaks people out. I go, some salespeople lie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? You can't just say anything anymore. Because social media validates it. You know, whatever you're saying, they're going to go to social media and say, you know what? He said he did business with Brandon Steiner. And guess what? He did. Brandon's a friend. I'm on his podcast. And so it's all about different ways to communicate your message. It is not a selling platform. You have never heard us in the 20 episodes ever sell anything. No. We're sharing. Here's good It's been infotainment. Correct. It's information and entertainment together. That still, again, is another platform like Disney had for television, film, and the theme parks. Yes. That's the model. Multiple the sum touch is greater points, than the parts. Multiple touch points. And for those that remember the movie E.T., yeah, of course. in order to get E.T. into the spaceship, mm-hmm. they dropped the Reese's Pieces. Right. 
That's all social media is, is drop the Reese's pieces, bring people into your world. To get them out of the, out of the field, out of the garage. Let them know right, who you him. are. Right. Let them know, And they lure you, wow, this guy's good, this guy's great. And there's a sales lesson to be learned on that, too, because yeah. M&M's passed on the opportunity to have their candy used. How about that? They didn't want to participate. How about that? And Reese's said, well, we got a product that's a similar to, but it's peanut butter. Sure, why not? So be aware of the opportunities that are around you. And sometimes, you know, right? I mean, there's a lesson to be learned. And, and so because Reese's grew in market share enormously oh, as a result of the popularity of that film. That movie is probably 20 some more. It's, it's Thir- 35 years old. 35 36. Years old? That's it's unbelievable. 1982. And we're still talking about Reese's Pieces from that movie. Yep. yep. So you talk about branding. The, 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 by the way, the product never would have existed if not for the movie. <laughs> and if not for Eminem right. saying no. Right. Which sometimes someone else's no is our That's best yes. Exactly and, right. So. You know, learn to earn, which is one of the, the key lessons in the book, is yep. I'm constantly learning. There's stuff about, you know, when people say, well, I'm an expert in social media. Uh-huh. Well, guess what? They change the algorithm tomorrow. You're no longer an expert. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, so yeah. you, you got to stay in it mm-hmm. and learn it. And I pay attention to how it can work for me. Yeah. So I'm a fiddler. I'm curious. And it's really, and, to, and I enjoy it. I'm loving it. You know, the yeah. people I've been able to meet just because of the engagement mm-hmm. that I would have never met in any other walk of life. And speaking of meeting the people, so we know the book and we know the podcast. And now it's the boot camp, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the boot camp. And it happens at the Wyndham Hotel in Boca Raton, Florida. And it happens on Friday, March the 30th. It's this weekend. It's coming up this Friday. Breakfast into lunch. Yes. Details, so, please. So we, you know, for the last couple of years, I've been traveling around the country working with sales teams, and I created a a three-and-a-half-hour boot camp. So the definition of a boot camp is actionable, tight activity done in a short burst to learn muscle memory. Mm -hmm. Okay, So I took that same mindset and said, here's what I'm going to do. In the three-and-a-half hours, here's the things I think you need to know and get good at to be good in sales. Okay. And so I've been doing it for companies all over the country, thrilled to do it along with my keynote speeches. But a lot of the feedback was, hey, what happens if I'm not part of a company or I'm a you know a single mom that's in business or I'm a, a solo attorney and I want to, because everybody should practice their sales skills. Yep. So we created the boot camp as an open platform. We charged what we thought is a very reasonable fee. Um, I'm thrilled to say the room is 90 5% sold out. That's great. Um, we'll be happy to add new seats, mm-hmm. but format is 7.30 to 8.30 breakfast, um, which is provided by Farmer's Table. Those Ooh. who know Boca, it's nice. the premier organic, great food in. Um, and my mindset is that salespeople should be networking with other salespeople. If they're not, they're missing the boat. Mm. If I've already plowed the field, why don't you come down the yeah. same lane with me. Right. Why do two of us have to work real hard? Why don't we share what we call relationship capital? Amen. So that whole morning is about getting to know who's going to be in the room. Some of the names of the, if you go to my social media stuff, you'll see the companies who have supported this by sending two people, four people, seven people. Um, so, and then from nine o'clock to 1230, it is balls out. There's heavy, heavy, heavy content that. I believe that when people leave the room, they will be immediately better if they put any of it into activity, into action, and then they have a roadmap. 
to say, okay, these are the things I can Roadmap to success. Yeah. And so Balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. That's an aviation term. People ask, where does it come from? Well, when you push the throttle forward, you're sending the balls all the way up to the... It's giving the plane all it's got. That's where balls to the wall comes from. So do you know... You are so smart. It like blows well, my no, mind. Well, no, I'm knowledgeable. No, There's a difference between okay. smart and knowledgeable. Okay. I have some knowledge. So I'm not that intelligent. The term on the ball... Yep. ...comes from that ball. From aviation. From aviation. The universe put us together for a reason. Is that unbelievable? People pay attention. <laughs> the, universe so is, the universe is speaking to you all the time. I did not even know that. Somebody years later said... You know, because for me, on the ball was yeah. the way people talked about me. Oh, right. that guy's always on the ball. On the ball. That term came from the the ball and finding the center, because that's how you basically fly the plane. Right, right. Is by putting the ball in the center. Yeah, so, and fascinating. Throttle up the balls at the end of that, all the way to the wall. Give it all it's got. You're incredible. Yeah, you go as far you, as you. You are incredible. The book Confessions of a Serial Salesman: The Twenty Seven Rules for Influencers and Leaders That Will Change Your Life and Business. It is a roadmap to success. It is not a. Uh, it's a process, as you mentioned. It's not guesswork. It's not guesswork and, and tricks. This is a process with you, as you mentioned, guarantees success. I feel like I'm selling that. We haven't done that in 20 episodes. But the reality is, people, um, the, the folks that swear by it for a reason, because the results. If something works, you know, and you tell the others. I've actually said we did a Facebook Live kind of promo thing yesterday, and I'm so confident that people will walk out of there with actionable stuff that if anybody doesn't feel that way, I'll give them their money back. Amen. I'm not doing this yeah. for the money. Why would they, anyone they, have a bad experience? They just Why would won't. you want them to? They no, won't. Of course not. I will not. make it my business not. that uh, they walk out. The event, again, it is the boot camp. And if you're hearing this before March 30th, there's still time to get a seat. Possibly. You said you could add a few more seats. But uh, you may want to go so you can change your life and change the course of your brand and recognize you are a brand within itself. That's at the Wyndham and Boca Raton on uh, March the 30th, breakfast into lunch. You can get information at Eventbrite, Eventbrite, B-R-I-T-E. Just punch in Steve's name, Steve Newberg, and the information and the event will pop up there. As we say every week, don't tell me how you're doing. Tell me something good. So why don't you do that on this episode 20, where you got to host and co-host and be the guest. Tell this, me something first good, of all, really. this was really fun. It was, well, it was, can't believe 30 long minutes overdue. passed by. And long, so that was fantastic. 35, but who's counting? Who's counting? It probably felt um, like, so if you're listening, it probably felt like seven minutes. Here's something really, really good. Yeah. In one of the chapters in the book where I talk about networking is only one letter away from not working, I met a guy uh, almost two year and a half ago named Dan Crancer. Dan is actually lives in Idaho, VP of sales for a company called Power Engineers. Mm-hmm. Met him on a plane, so I speak my own language. Dan called me up and he goes, I am coming and I am bringing four of my guys from Idaho. Oh, that's great. They will be here. And he paid his way. Never asked me for a discount. Didn't do anything. Wow. So I am taking Dan and his team out to dinner Thursday night prior to the event. So there's people coming from all over the place. There's rooms at the hotel, but it's really the best investment. I'm just so proud. You should be. Happy that, you know, people see that kind of value and it'll be an awesome time. So. That's they're, something good. They're invested in themselves, and, and they're so, believing in you to do so. Yes. And I can't think of a greater compliment. I can't think of a greater compliment than someone saying, please help show me the way. I'm going to invest in learning what you learned so you can teach us how to do that. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. Cool. Uh, next week, uh, I say what? 21's a good number. In Vegas, it is. Cool. It's a good. It's a good number to get to the bar. It's a good number. Winner, to get, winner, right? Chicken dinner. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. Uh, so why don't we try for twenty one? Let's do it, again? it, man. It's fun. We'll do it again on behalf of Steve Noodleberg. 
Josh Cohen saying thank you for listening to this episode of Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. And we'll see you next time for Nucky number 21.